the real estate investor, you, the real estate investor, you make the rules. You set the interest rate. You set the frequency of payments. We structure many deals where we don't even make any payments until we cash out on the deal. In addition to that, uh, the frequency of payments, in addition to that, we don't ever, ever take any money to the closing table of our own money when we're doing business with private lenders. We always bring home a big check when we buy our... I could not thank you enough for tuning in every week with me on The Dwelling Show. We've been doing this for more than two years now, actually. Um, this is um, when the 200s now about the episode of the show. I just want to take this time out to really thank you so much, but also to remind you that if you're not on the dwelling deal list, make sure you sign up so you don't miss out on deals. Actually, we we have a deal on the contract right now. So for these kinds of deals to learn more about what, what we're doing, to learn about how we structure deals, feel free to go on the website dwelling.com or investwithola.com and you would see um, a pop-up box or just drop um, your email in the contact us um, form and we'll reach out to you so you'll get plugged in with what we're doing again i really appreciate you for tuning in every week sometimes i feel like nobody is listening on the other side until i get emails or dms from you on instagram or facebook and saying thank you for you know spitting out content every week um, it's a ton of work but i'm so glad to do it and it's my honor to deliver value every week um to you um, our listeners thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible legend with us today, Jay Connor. Jay has been on the show. I think, you know, we're talking just like maybe four years ago now. So really glad to have you back on the show, Jay. Well, Ola, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be with you and also talk about my favorite subject in the world, private money. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, maybe for folks who maybe didn't hear the episode four years ago, can you tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and kind of what you've been up to lately? Sure. Um, so I started investing. I'm here in eastern North Carolina in a really, really small market, um, Moorhead City, North Carolina. Our total area that we invest in is 40,000 people. And uh, so you might as well say we've been at this for about 20 years. And uh, the first six years that we were investing in residential, uh, single family residential homes, I relied on local banks, mortgage companies, you know, traditional lenders to fund our deals. That was the first six years. But Ola, I tell you, I remember it like it was yesterday in January 2009. I called up my banker. I had two properties under contract to fund, and I learned very, very quickly that I had lost my lines of credit, and I didn't, I didn't even know I'd lost my lines of credit. And I said to my banker, Steve, I said, Steve, what in the world's the problem? He and I had a fantastic relationship. We'd done lots of deals. And um, he says, well, we're just not learning money out to real estate investors anymore these days because of the global financial crisis. Now, this was back in 2009. So I'd never heard of private money. I'd never heard of, I'd never even heard of hard money. You know, I, I was just relying on traditional. And I learned an important lesson, Ola, during that conversation. And that is the number one is the most dangerous number in any business because I only had one relationship for funding. And that was Steve the banker right here in my local town. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So... I hung up with Steve. I sat here for a moment 
And then I called my buddy, Jeff, who lived in Greensboro, North Carolina at the time. He was a real estate investor. I told him what had happened. I said, what am I going to do? He says, uh, well, have you heard of private money? I said, no. Uh, he says, have you heard of self-directed IRAs? I said, no. He says, well, that's how you want to fund your deals because you see, he welcomed me to the club. I said, what club are you welcoming me to, Jeff? He says, the club of losing your lines of credit at the bank because he had just lost his lines. <laughs> so, so he had to learn about private money and working with private lenders and thus and so. So I learned about it very, very quickly. Um, you know, private money has got nothing to do with applying for a loan or your credit score. It's about putting your program together and teaching other individuals, doing business with individuals. Those are private lenders, individuals. So I put my program together and I started teaching people what private money, private lending and self-directed IRAs was all about. And guess what, Ola? I was blessed to raise $2,150,000 in less than 90 days of new funding that I did not have prior to losing my line of credit at the bank. So that was a blessing in disguise. The biggest blessing in disguise that I've ever had in this business was being cut off from the banks. And that was January, 2009. And since that time, Ola, I've never missed out on a deal for not having the funding. Uh, we've rehabbed over 450 houses because of private money. Uh, here in our local area, we do two to three deals a month right now, averaging $71,000 per deal. So we're blessed to net over a couple of million dollars a year just in this small market of 40,000 people. And it's primarily because of private money. So if somebody's listening to this for the first time and they're in this term, private money, um, what is private money, number one? And then number two, what is the difference between hard money and private money? So private money or private lender is simply an individual, a human being like you or me, a private lender that loans money to a real estate investor from either their investment capital, liquid funds, and or their retirement funds. Um and they get high rates of return safely and securely from us, the real estate investor. And so it's a one-on-one, -on -one, no middle person involved, right? And that's opposed to hard money. Now, hard money is most of the time a company or institution that is a brokerage. So a hard money lender typically goes out, they have a fund, they've created a fund, for individuals, private lenders, individuals that we're borrowing money directly from and circumventing the hard money lender. And so we're borrowing money directly from the individuals that would be investing in the fund that the hard money lender has. So here are the main differences between private money lenders and hard money lenders. The big difference is with private money, we, the real estate investor, you, the real estate investor, you make the rules. You set the interest rate. You set the frequency of payments. We structure many deals where we don't even make any payments until we cash out on the deal. In addition to that, uh, the frequency of payments, in addition to that, we don't ever, ever take any money to the closing table 
of our own money when we're doing business with private lenders. We always bring home a big check when we buy our properties because we borrow more than we need to buy the property. That's not going to happen in the world of hard money. And in the world of hard money, they might advance 65% to 80% of your purchase price, regardless of how good the deal is. Who's got to come up with the rest of the money? That's right. We do. Your credit score has got nothing to do with private money. Most hard money lenders are going to pull your credit. A big difference in addition to all that is the interest rate. So, you know, when COVID came along, there weren't no hard money. All the hard money lenders went away. They shut down. And during COVID, all I had more private money chasing me than ever before. I got a big problem right now. I've got almost $2 million sitting on the shelf waiting to be put to use from my private lenders because there's just so much money available. Interest rate. I pay my private lenders 8% interest only or just let it accrue. And this world of hard money on this side of COVID, they're charging anywhere from 12 to 14%. Some charge more. There's a big difference between 8% for private money and 12 or 14% in hard money. Hard money lenders also charge points, origination fees. Private lenders never charge points. Um, and so, you know, the list goes on. There's no limit to the number of private lenders I can have. Um, there's no limit to the amount of private money I can have available to me. However, in contrast to hard money, there is a limit to the amount of money they will loan to you and the number of deals you can do, just like a traditional banker. So, and another thing, you know, with private money, it's the quickest way to either get your first real estate deal or your next deal because the majority of the deals out there, those off-market deals for sale by owners, the majority of them require all the cash. Now, are you going to try to buy on terms? Of course, of course. You're going to try to buy on terms, subject to the existing note, creative financing, seller financing. But my experience tells me, Olaf, that only 13%, I repeat that, only 13% of for sale by owners will sell to me creatively. What do the other 87% require? All the cash. And then when you take a look in the multiple listing service, there is nothing in there to buy. There's no inventory. Now, foreclosures are opening up this year because the moratoriums have been lifted. We're going to see more foreclosures than we've seen since 2008, but it's not going to be a landslide like it was back then. So you get private money lined up and it puts you in control of your business. It's the fastest way to fix your cash flow. And I bet you can tell I'm a little passionate about private money. I love Doing that. business with individuals. You know, I got 44 individuals right now, 44 private lenders that are funding our deals. If you, know, you don't need 44 private lenders starting out, one, two, or three to start is great, but it just puts you in control of your business. It fixes your cash flow, helps you sleep better at night, lets you do more deals, and you never miss out on a deal because you don't have the money. So if somebody's listening to this and they think, well, Jay, this sounds amazing. I mean, why in the world would this people, this private lenders give give people money why why would they lend why why would they do this well there's three big reasons number one there's four big reasons number one they don't know what to do with their money they're scared of the stock market 
stock market is volatile going up and down. Um, if, you know, if they put it in the local bank, did you know right now the 12 month yield on a 12 month certificate of deposit is paying on average in the nation 0.17%. Now I had a, a student of mine a week ago say, wait a minute, Jay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just drove down the highway and I saw the credit union had a banner in front of the credit union and they're paying 2%. I said, did you read the small print? They're paying 2% on the first $25,000 you put in their bank. After the first $25,000, it's a quarter of a percent. So people don't know what to do with their money. It's our ethical obligation to relieve them of that problem, teach them about private money. So number one, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to make a lot of money. I mean, if they can get a quarter of a percent, Ola, in the local bank on a CD, and you pay them 8%, they just made 32 times more money in returns safely and securely than they're getting in the local bank. In addition to making a lot of money, number two, it's safe and secure. It is safe because I borrow a conservative loan to value. In other words, I'm not borrowing 100% of the value of that house. I'm borrowing up to typically 75% of the after repaired value but I always bring home a big check because I'm buying the property at a discount. So if I'm buying the property at 50% of after repaired value, I bring home 30 or $40,000 when I buy a property, a house without putting any of my own money in it. Now I'm not gonna bring home that kind of check unless I'm doing a rehab, right? So it's safe. And in addition to that, it's secure for the private lender. I do not borrow unsecured funds. Can I borrow unsecured funds legally? Sure. I can sign a promissory note. The lender can wire me funds. They don't even have to go through the real estate attorney or, you know, title company, escrow account. But do not do that because that's going to put your private lender in a very precarious, unsecured position. So we always secure our private lenders with the deed of trust or mortgage collateralizing the note so they feel secure. And then thirdly, I sort of alluded to it, they don't have to worry about any a devaluation of their investment with us. So when a private lender, you know, if a private lender were to invest, you know, $100,000 in the stock market, they already lost money, fees, commissions, and the mutual fund or the stock can be worth less tomorrow than it is today. In this world of private money, their investment with us remains the same until cash out. Nothing comes out of it. And they know exactly what the rate of return is going to be on that money. So they sleep better at night. And so there's no volatility. And, you know, some of our older private lenders, they, you know, is there going to be a correction in the stock market? Yeah, there's going to be a correction. It's already started happening. It's volatile, right? And so some of our private lenders are older, not going to have time to live through a correction for it to come back. So that they, you know, instead of getting a quarter percent in the bank, they know they can get a reliable 8% return. So why do they want to loan us money? High rates of return make a lot of money. It's safe and secure. 
and they don't have to worry about any loss of their principal investment amount. So if I'm listening, I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to get to this private money lenders that Jay is talking about. Where do we find these people? There's three primary categories of private lenders, these individuals. I call it first the warm market. That's people you've got some kind of relationship with. They're in your cell phone. They're in your email. They're in your Facebook. They're in your Instagram. You go to church with them. You go to the Rotary Club with them. Family, friends, co-workers, employers, employees. You know, you got some kind of relationship, right? That's the warm market. You teach them about private money, right? That's the first category. Second category is what we call your expanded warm market. Sometimes people will tell me, they'll say, Jay, and they're brand new. They'll say, Jay, you know, this warm market thing, uh, number one, I don't know anybody. Well, I don't believe that. Anyway, they say, I don't know anybody. Second, they say, all the people I know are broke. Well, I don't believe that either. But anyway, regardless of whether it's true or not, I say expand your warm market and your connections. So how in the world do you expand your warm market? Well, I teach that step by step, but the overview of it is get involved in your community. If you're not involved in a local civic group, get involved in the local civic group and expand your connections and your relationship. This is relationship money, relationship money. And some people will say, uh, oh, I say, Jay, there ain't much money in relationship money. Okay, then where did I get almost $9 million in private money for my deals that I moved from, you know, project to project, relationship money. The third category is what we call existing private lenders. Where do you find all those individuals that are out there already loaning money to us real estate investors, they're already doing it. You don't have to teach them and they're not hard money lenders. And many of them are happy with 6%, 7%, 8%. How do you find them? Three places you find these existing private lenders. One place you find them is by going to self-directed IRA networking events. So you got self-directed IRA companies um, and there's quite a few of them now across the nation, IRS approved, where people have their retirement funds in an account at a self-directed IRA company, and they have networking events on Zoom, now in person. And did you know 70% or more of people that have accounts at self-directed IRAs are wanting to loan their money out to real estate investors? Hello? So you want to network with them people. In fact, my favorite self-directed IRA company has regular monthly networking events on Zoom where people that have their retirement funds are dying to loan their money out to real estate investors so you can attend for free. So you go to these Zoom networking events and network that you go into a private Zoom room and get to know each other, right? Network with those people that's got money. I say the more money you waller in, the more money sticks to you. So go to where the money is, right? So where are other existing private lenders? Well, they're in public record. You can hire your real estate attorneys paralegal to search your local public records um, for individuals that are loaning money out secured by real estate. There they are on public record. Um, the easiest way to find them and the quickest way 
is to just use my private lender data fee. So my lands, 10 years ago, we started establishing uh, the private lender data feed where you can just go in, right, and type in your zip code. And we get every private lender loan that's closed every month across the nation. Did you know there's about 12,000 private lender loans that close every month across the nation? So you can use my software to go in there and find these private lenders in your backyard. So, you know, money's everywhere. It's all around you. So where do you find these people? Your own connections. You establish new connections, self-directed IRA networking events, and public records. Found this private lender. How do I close or fund a deal um, with a private lender? What kind of documents do I need to get a lawyer? What does that look like? Yeah, well, we always close, always close with the real estate attorney. Now, you know, a lot of states close real estate with title companies or escrow companies. However, an escrow company or title company does not have a clue how to create a closing package. Your private lender doesn't have a clue how to create a closing package. And so your real estate attorney is going to create the closing documents. And there's only five of them. Talk about an easy closing. There's the promissory note. Who's the borrower? That's you, your entity. Who's the lender? That's the private lender. What's the principal loan amount? What's the interest rate? What's the frequency of payments? What's the length of the note? It's a page and a half long. It's a promissory note. That's the first document. The second document is the deed of trust or the mortgage. They're one of the same thing. That is the document that collateralizes the note that protects your private lender. You know, Ola, a lot of times people will tell me or say to me if they're new, they say, Jay, who in the world is going to loan me money for my real estate deal? And I ain't never done a deal before. Who's going to give me money? Well, here's the answer. If you don't pay them, the property does. That's why you're giving them collateral. So in fact, if you don't pay them, and they get the property, they're going to make more money than they would than the interest that you pay them. So they are protected by that property. So the promissory note, the deed of trust for the mortgage, and then the insurance policy. So you'll definitely want to have your private lender named on your insurance policy as the mortgagee. That's a writer downer, the mortgagee. So when you borrow money from the bank, for real estate, they are named as the mortgagee on the insurance policy. The reason for that is that if there's a claim, an insurance claim against that property, then guess what? The insurance company makes the check payable to your entity and to your private lender. They have to sign off on that check and that protects them. They're also named on the title policy as an additional insured in case there's any title issues down the road. The only other document that's involved, um, I, of course, you have a HUD, you have a settlement statement, but your private lender doesn't get that. They could care less. Um, you may get an appraisal. You're definitely going to get a comparative market analysis from your realtor before you make an offer. You're going to have those documents. Truth be told, my private lender could care less. So the documents we always send them are the original promissory note, the recorded uh, deed of trust or mortgage, 
the insurance policy, naming them as the mortgagee, and the title policy, naming them as additional insured, and boom, that's it. I mean, when we close our private lender deals and, and make a purchase, just like I did yesterday, yesterday, I just bought a property, private money. Um, I won't bore you with the details of it. But anyway, it took me, I was in the attorney's office, maybe five minutes to sign the documents. And guess what? If I was out of town, I don't even have to go to the attorney's office to close the documents because I've given my real estate attorney my power of attorney. So my real estate attorney can sign for me and I can be down in the Caribbean or wherever I want to and just approve it by email and she takes care of the documents. So um, that was a long answer to a short question. No, I love the, it. No. Those are the documents. No, thank you. I mean, I can keep going on a number. We definitely definitely dwelling into the quick rounds. These are gonna be quick questions, quick answers. You ready, sir? I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know what your questions are, but I'll they are tough questions. And I'm joking. <laughs> First question: What makes you Jay unique, or your business? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next guy or the next girl? Having private money to buy with cash. I, you know, I practice have the money first. Deals are always around. There's always going to be deals. Stop chasing deals until you got the money lined up first. So what makes me different? I've always got cash on the shelf, ready to go, and I can close in seven days. That's what makes me different. I can close in seven days. In fact, from my self-directed IRA, um, where I have my private lenders there, I can close in three days. So I get more offers accepted, even with a lower offer price, because I can close quick. Cash flow is king and cash is king. Next question. What is the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked up from that book? Wow, I am an avid reader, avid reader. And my most recent book that I absolutely love is called The Go-Giver. Not The Go-Getter, but The Go-Giver. It's a beautiful parable story that doesn't take long to read but it will inspire you to be servant oriented, have a servant's heart. You know, Ola, I was riding down the road the other day, a friend of mine said, Jay, when is enough enough? I said, what do you mean when is enough enough? He says, you don't have to be working like this. You, I mean, you got plenty of money, you can be sitting home. He said, Jay, how do you reconcile the Bible saying by the apostle Paul be content with whatever state you have. How do you reconcile that? I said, oh, that's an easy answer, Neil. Enough is never enough when it's not about you. Mm, that's a good one. Enough is never enough when it's not about you. I mean, I've got an obligation to give at least 10%, if not more, to God, the church, and other projects that I've got going on. Well, if I stop working, I got to stop giving. And did you know this What uh, you, you know what, Ola? Retirement is not a biblical concept. You will find nobody in the Bible ever retired. In fact, Noah was 600 years old when he built the ark, right? Wow, wow. So this retirement thing is something that us Americans came up with. 
No, we were created to be productive, to have a purpose, to make a difference, to serve and to give back. And there's no time limit on that until we check out the heaven. I love it. Before we go to heaven, what do you do here on earth for fun? <laughs> well, I do a lot for fun. I do a lot for fun. So my wife, Carol Joy and I, we write music together. Uh, I've been writing and recording uh, music since 1997. Uh, my music is in Universal Studios uh, movies. And um, my wife and I write songs for the church. Um, we write and record and arrange acapella music. We've got a group, uh, an acapella group that we sing with. So we love music. Um, I write and record piano music. Um, so, you know, if you, if, you have, if you have trouble going to sleep, just go to Jay Connor with an ER, jayconnormusic.com and I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to try that out. Um, if there's anybody listening, Jay, and really just enjoy this conversation, want to get connected with you, where's the best place people can reach out, um, learn more about you? Maybe talk about your money guy too. Oh, yeah. The best way to reach out to me, I mean, if you want to get private money lined up, never miss out on a deal, make higher profits per deal because of private money. Hola, I'm so excited about this brand new private money guide that I just finished writing. And it's called Seven Reasons Why Private Money Will Skyrocket Your Real Estate Investing Business and Help You Build Incredible Wealth. It's free. It'll push you on, put you on the fast track to private money. You can download it for free at www.jayconner with an E-R, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash money guide. That's jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash money guide. Download it for free. Get on the fast track to private money and making a bunch more money. Jay. Thank you so much. Really appreciate our time together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God bless you. Thank you for having Amen. me. Thank you.